Hello. Oh, we're recording. We are recording. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Nerds of the Night. Nerds of the Night. <laughs> Ashley, we don't have a theme song. I don't, don't know if we ever will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I am one of your hosts, Ashley. And I am the other host, Jade. Jade. Oh, so we have we have an episode for you. <laughs> That's what we have. Yeah. Continuing with our evolution of da da da. Today we are doing the evolution of D and D and RPG games, stuff like that. Yeah, which surprisingly, there. I mean, it, it's it's not like it's very old. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you are you our special guest today? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay, so so before we started this episode, we rolled for initiative. I got a twelve, and Ashley got a fifteen. Yeah. Without including our initiative bonus or decks on it because we don't uh, have those for here yeah, <laughs> yeah no because um i don't know i don't think my stats would be very high no. with <laughs> like i don't know yeah uh let's see we have what do we have oh my gosh why am I blanking on this? We have strength, intelligence, charisma, wisdom, dex. I probably have like a two on each of them. <laughs> I know my strength isn't high. Except I get like a negative one, negative two on that. Except for my wisdom and my intelligence, those would be zeros. No. I think your wisdom would be pretty, pretty high. Wow. Knowledgeable and stuff. No, oh, and charisma. My charisma is like. <laughs> I guess it depends for my charisma on if I have anything in my system. Otherwise, I am just anxiety filled. Okay, they can't hear the the talking on the Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> there's a conversation of some sort going on upstairs yeah i think your charisma would be pretty high though I depending on the the i think it depends yeah. on the topic of conversation yeah you and just a, the situation in general yeah very that so that it depends on your role yeah it's it's right there it's like we'll just go into a a thing and then just constantly roll for Everything. <laughs> Everything for what our stats are. Yeah. Uh, I know my strength, no matter what, is going to be low. Because. Because we're nerds. Yeah. We don't work out. Yeah. <laughs> Once working out. I was talking to my friend, and I'm just like, we were talking about our interests, and he's just like, 
yeah, one of mine's is running. In my mind, I'm thinking, who runs? I know it's healthy, but at what cost? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I like a lot of that stuff too, except other than singing, I'm not musically inclined, and I don't run. Yeah. If I you mean, see me running, you should probably you, run too. You should be running too. Yeah. For me, it's, if it was the end of the world and everybody was running for their lives, I'd be like, you guys go on ahead, I'm going to meet Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just meet Jesus. It's, it's not worth it. It's yeah. It's just... just let me, let me go, let me go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I tried running at one point, and it just, it did not work out very well. I died. Dog band. Dog band. Dog band. Dog band. that? It's soaking. It's still smoking for a while. How's that song stuck no, in my head? It's not, for me, it's either that or Space Jam DVD. Space Jam DVD. Space Jam DVD. Space Jam DVD. Oh. Ooh, wow. Please don't throw up on me. Please say, she actually has thrown up on me before. Oh, that's not good. She was puppy, and we were heading back from the in-laws, and she... We the first hour of the drive was through hills. Oh. And beforehand she downed some water oh. and a few treats, so she projectile vomited all oh. over me. I'm just oh, like ah, continuing on. Yeah, no, that that sorry. Sorry for that gross tangent off to the side. Yeah. Sorry. D and D. Yes, D D. Oh, um, Okay, so by the looks of this, oh, it has been around. Oh, it is getting close to the 50th, 50th anniversary of Dungeon. Only 50? Yeah, I know. Interesting. Um, It was originally introduced in 1974. Like, it was um, influenced by mythology, pulp fiction, and... um. T contemporary fantasy authors of the 1960s and 70s. Mm -hmm. The presence of halflings, elves, dwarves, half-elves, orcs, rangers, like the other drawn comparisons to the work of J.R.R. Tolkien, a.k.a. the author of Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit series. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So these are some old articles because it says this year marks the 40th anniversary and that was 2014. Oh jeez. <laughs> it needs some updating. Yeah. But that's okay. It's still helpful for our podcast to get to a certain point. Yeah. Um, so it says here that the uh, creations of Dungeons and Dragons D&D, &D, the world famous role playing game was created in Lake Geneva Wisconsin by Gary Gigax. I don't know. And Dave Arnson. Yeah, this this article is from J January of 2014. Wow. I just spit on myself. You. Uh, yeah. And that is why I'm sitting over here. Yeah, you're just <laughs> over there. You've, you've dealt with enough of, yeah. <laughs> I have siblings. 
So it says here that um, for much of the game's history, it's been marginalized as nerdy or geeky, according to writer Ethan Gilsdorf. The game is different than its reputation. Nerds don't play D and D, do they? I know we do. Whatever. We have to be like the cool kids. We can't be hanging out with nerds. I know. Just in the basement and everything in the dark playing that. <laughs> Definitely not in a basement right now. <laughs> no. So you can go to D&D later? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Create our characters and everything. We're yeah. thinking of starting uh, the Ghost of Saltmarsh. Yeah, so we're going to be pirates. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I want to be friends with the mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the sirens, bro! Unless I can't make it toward my character is a mermaid. I'll be the tavern wench. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was okay. supposed to play a tavern wench in a play, and then COVID happened. Aww. And I'm just like, ah. anyways. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sidetracked. Sidetracked with pirates and mermaids. Yes. And tavern witches. So one All of the, good the misconceptions is that it is a game where people dress up in costume. Uh, that's actually LARP live action roleplay. I mean, if you want to, you can dress up. Um, I mean, legit for uh, our profile picture on Facebook, the character I'm dressed up as is the very first D and D character that I created. Uh huh. She is a tiefling rogue named Muse, and she was very, you know, keep to herself. Yeah. Do what she can to survive, kind of thing. Yeah. The only reason she joined the party is because she jumped on. <laughs> the wagon because it looked like there were jewels or whatever. Oh, that's funny. So, funny story with her. My very first nat one. Oh, no. It, was, it wasn't even bad or anything. We we were we were playing Curse of Strahd. Yeah. And this is when we went to the castle of Strahd's castle and you know, we were just meeting up with him there, whatever, before we figured out, you know, he's evil and whatnot, and yada yada. I know. He's evil. You know, you wouldn't think, but I know. With a name like Curse of Strahd, I would have thought he would have been the cuddliest, most no. loving guy. Oh, I know. So, yeah, there was just, um, we were at the dinner table. I was really the only one eating. People were just like, why, why? I'm just like, I'm a rogue. I've been on the streets since I was 15. Mm. Like, do not test me. Whenever I can get free food, I will take it. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, time to get ready for bed. And I wanted to bring some food with me. But the, the little creature whatever was mm -hmm. just like no you can't so i'm just like all right i'm i'm gonna take the turkey <laughs> i'm gonna take a turkey leg or whatever put it in my bag yeah dm's just like all right roll roll for sleight of hand see if you can get it i rolled a nap one 
And so pretty much at that point, I pull it. Instead of the leg coming off, I'm just pulling the whole turkey. Oh, no. Trying to stuff it in the bag. Oh. And the guy just comes over and just rocks me on the head. It's like, no, leave it. I'm just like, oh, God. But it's my turkey. I'm like, food. Way. I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> Nobody else is going to eat it. Mom, it's gonna go to waste. Let me have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's great. So, what uh, Gillsport said was far from, far from a form of withdrawal or escape from reality, though. I feel like D&D &D taught me how to deal with the w real world. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, what is it going to be today? Honestly, it's a good way of escaping because you really get into, you can really get into the story and the amount of times where, like, I was rolling death saves for Mason, my bard, in the last campaign we did. Because he's a bard. He doesn't have a lot of health. But he was rolling death staves, and it almost got to the point where he nearly died. And I'm just in there, I'm just like, no, please, no. Aww. I'm just like, I can't let Mason die, he's too young. Yeah. I, I am, with my particular campaign, I'm lucky because I have this ability where, um, so my character can control time, which means I have this thing where I can do, you know, in video games where you can have a save point before a boss battle. Mm -hmm. So right now I can like, I save before we go into a battle so that even if we die, all, all my, all my members are like, let's use this crazy idea. And I would look at the DD and I'm like, I'm going to time save now before <laughs> they get themselves Hailed, <laughs> and he and then they you one of them in particular turns to me and he's just like thank you yeah yeah for our last battle we were doing humblewood because you know we found that campaign at this point a whole lot of people are just doing curse of straw mm -hmm. right now that's what I'm seeing, especially a lot on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, we finished Curse of Straw. That was the first campaign I ever did. Mm -hmm. And and we're, we did Humblewood. It was a shorter campaign. You only got up to level five. Yeah. Was the next level for that. Humblewood is pretty much... All of the creatures are like woodland creatures. Oh, cool. So the biggest one was like maybe a deer. Aww. But we had, um, we had a little hedgehog, um, she, she called herself Quark, but we changed it to Cork, mm -hmm. because we kept sticking her, her on a cork board. <laughs> so we were just like, you're going in there, or we just stuffed her in the bag. Yeah. And then, but yeah, we had some bird folk, and then my bard did the bard thing. Mm -hmm. Um, slept with the weapons. Oh. <laughs> Eventually, he joined our party. So there was that, and then oh gosh, I forgot what else we had. We had a mouse. We had a little mouse. A squeak. That was. Squeak. I believe that was Leah. And <laughs> so she was a lot of the pretty much 
like a distraction in a way. We would give her coffee and she would go zoom, 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 zoom. So yeah, there was there was that. Yeah. It was fun. At one point we got to um an evocational uh school. Yeah. In there and my my character, my bard, became a president of a frat club that was mainly bards, and it was great. That does not surprise me at all. So one of our distractions, we had to distract one of the professors so we could get a specific book. Uh-huh. And it was just like, all right, I've got a distraction for you, and I called upon my frat party, and we gave her a concert. Just like not a very good one, but I'm just imagining like, cause our where did you where did you encounter the professor? Was it in the library? Oh, it was in her classroom. <laughs> I'm just imagining all of these bards like laying across desks and on the floor, just. <laughs> And that's what, great. that was the other thing with my bard, too, was every, he did a good morning song and a good night song. So right before he went to bed, he would play a song for everyone. And then right up at the butt-ass crack of dawn, he would stand upon a high perch and start playing his saxophone. So every, almost every session, the main thing said was, Mason, shut up! You're not helping that's funny i love that because my bard was practically yaskier but more so the book version so dandelion oh because i'm reading the books so i'm just like he's hilarious yeah it's great that's that's awesome um all right continuing on with the evolution um, yes if i can find more i found it we messed that up so badly um so it was the ones that created it was it so it was created by uh, Tactical Studies Rules, of course, in 1974, but it was picked up by, in 1997, by Wizards of Coast, a subsidiary of Hasbro, Inc. Hmm. Um, so the game's in popularity led to D&D-themed miniature figurines, books, television shows, and movies as well um dnd has gone through multiple editions with various changes to the rules and nomenclature 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 <laughs> the game is set in medieval fantasy world in oh in which players form a group that is led through an adventure by one player who assumes the role of the storyteller or dungeon master. The dungeon master makes up story events or chooses them from 
chooses them from one of the publisher's adventures to which the players may respond in different manners to create a unique gaming experience. The other players each choose a race, human, elf, dwarf. Stop moving! That's a race? <laughs> you could be a stop moving today if you pay us $2.99 extra. Yeah. Yeah, Flame needs so much more. Act now and you could be a stop moving police. <laughs> For the class of fire, rogue, wizard, etc. Um, what was it? My, my wizard is a hermit. <laughs> just a, yeah. That's funny. Um, and skills from their character. So now I may stop moving police, etc. Yes. <laughs> or just the etc. And they apportion uh, a small number of points to different attributes, constitution, strength, dexterity, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma that determine how effective a character is performing various actions. As actions are performed successfully, points are gained to the corresponding attributes. Most complex actions have such probability of, have some probability of failing, which is determined by rolling one or more of the game's polygonal dice, four, six, eight, 12, and 20. Often players use a sheet marked with a grid and miniature figures to represent their character's movements. Yeah. Um, Ernest Gray Gex. Yeah. I like heat with zoning out. I need to stop zoning out. We're just like, hmm, dandy. Yeah. That's well, really like, good. like it happens a lot during my the D and D sessions of because the game that I'm part of is Rise of the Lich King, and mm. um, it happens a lot. My character, she's a were tiger, but it makes it to where I'm a cat person, so it almost makes sense that it happens. But I don't do it on purpose. I just zone out sometimes. Where I, like, stop paying attention to what's happening in the game because there's so much, like... Oh, no, no. No! 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 Okay. Um, where there's just, there's so much of the, like, stats and stuff going on where it's really hard to, like, pay attention because there's so many numbers and big words going around that I'm just like, I don't understand what's going on anymore. So I zone out... And then all of a sudden, they'll be like, so, what's Scarlet doing? And I'm like, huh? Oh. I'm supposed to be doing something? We're in the middle of a boss battle now? How did that happen? It's like, you rolled for initiative. I did? Yeah, you got a 12. Your turn now. Um, I start playing with a ball of yarn. Because I'm stressed out. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I don't get to act out, like, very many cat scenes. Just because we're, especially, like, right now, we're in our final boss battle kind of situation. And, uh, my, my character just ended up having to lock away her best friend from her past. Because he was corrupted by the world eater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, ugh, you know, it, 
I just, I zone out sometimes, but then other times I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to say something and they're like, no, we have things. We have things. things. There are things to be done. And I'm like, but I'm having like an important character moment. You just locked my best friend in like an orb thing and then you put a rock and magical prison around it. So but moving on. Yeah. So the big thing with Dungeons and Dragons, that's of course the role playing one. The role playing yeah. aspect. Of course there's also role playing video games, electronic games, genre, in which players advance through a story quest and often mini side quests for their characters or parties or party of characters gain experience that improves various attributes and abilities. This Genre is also almost entirely rooted in TSR Inc.'s Dungeon and Dragons, a role-playing game for small groups in which players take some roles such as healer, warrior, or wizard to help the players battle, players party battle evil as directed by the group's dungeon master or assigned storyteller. While fantasy settings remain popular, video RPGs have also explored the realms of science fiction and the cloak and dagger world of espionage. There are also single player RPGs, um, which I mean, with D&D you really don't see. No. Not with board games anyways, I mean you can probably see it a lot with, oh, video games. Mm -hmm. So just like, you'll probably have some people, but usually those are, like, NPCs, which are non-player characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so on here they have, the, the example they have as a role-playing video game, a single-player role-playing video game, is The Elder Scrolls. Da-da-da! See, where am I going? I don't know where I'm going. Into a cave. That's exactly where I'm going. There are glowy things on the ceiling. I use detect magic. There is no magic. There is no magic. I am hitting down glowy things. You're hitting down the glowy things. Let's roll Big. for strength. Yeah. Let's roll to hit. That's no. That's an eight. That's an eight. Okay, so when you hit the glowy thing, it jiggles a little bit, and nothing happens for a solid second. You think that you're that that they just aren't gonna move down, but all of a sudden, the roof of the cave starts to rumble, and the glowy thingies start coming out of the ceiling. Oh. And you realize that they are not small glowy thingies, but things that have dug into the ceiling and just have glowy thingies on their backs. Right. <laughs> I done messed up. <laughs> yeah. I done messed up, <laughs> So yeah. Um. So big RP uh RPG fan uh franchises from home video consoles include Square Inc.'s Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. Fantasy has been around since 1987 and is still going on. What's it on? Like 15 now? What? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's on something. For, 
That's like the main reason I haven't gotten into that series. But then there I there is like, so much. But then I started playing Kingdom Hearts, and I was like, oh, but this ties into Final Fantasy at some mm-hmm. point, and so I'm gonna eventually have to go into that. <laughs> Which is oh. so another one that they include. Another game series that they include with, of course, RPGs is Pokemon. Which is Pokemon. Which, I mean, yes, you're going on an adventure and everything like that. Going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship, zooming through the sky, little line stars. So yeah, it goes through um, all of that and everything. And then, of course, the multiplayer RPGs. This is the video games one stuff like that so like world of warcraft league of legends yeah that those are the big ones yep where'd you go (laughs) there um everquest one and two um again they put in the final fantasy as well um Electronic games, those are the video games. Hey, Mario. Mario. From chess to space war to Pong. And that gets into one that we already talked about, which is the evolution of video games. So this is pretty much just like, I mean, of course, an evolution of D&D, but also just like an evolution of RPG games. Yeah. So... There was also a big thing going on. I don't remember exactly. I believe it might have been, like, when it first came out that they're just like, oh, D&D is the work of the devil. Oh, yeah. That whole thing that went on, it's like, no, it's it's not. I actually, so I I might have mentioned this to you once before, but there was, so have you, I mean, I'm going to assume you've seen E.T. Yes. Okay. Did you ever notice that at the very beginning of that movie, the main character's older brother and his friends are playing a D&D campaign? Mm. And at the end, all of them end up helping with getting E.T. where he needs to go. So my theory about that movie is that all of that, the entire thing, was just one elaborate D&D campaign and they just allowed the younger brother to help mm. with it. And so, because, like, they have, like, their really, like, awesome moment where they're, like, all riding their bikes down and they look super cool and it's like... My whole silver! There is no way this is not a D&D campaign. <laughs> this thing is just an alien D&D campaign. Yep, yep. Like, yep. And then, okay, so they were talking about, all, of course, also RPG movies. The Knights of Badassdom. I haven't seen it. Oh my gosh! So it has Peter Dinklage in it. Yeah. Basically, it's a LARP event gone wrong. Oh no. Like, they found an actual ancient spell book that brought in a succubus into the real world that looks like the main character's ex-girlfriend. Oh no! I know! And then go after it and everything so it just turns wrong. And they they just think it's part of the whole LARP event. 
and everything so they don't think much of it and then was it um the book was in Enochian yeah yeah and so like he's trying to he's just reading from a passage trying to banish it and the guy's just like did you read this passage it's like and, uh, did you read it yes yes oh my gosh and then it went flying away it's like no you ignorant fuck you didn't banish it you transformed it oh no i know so it pretty much looks like this big old ver big gigantic version of like um a gremlin oh no I'm just like, oh my gosh, no. And it's awesome. Spoiler alert for this. So, Peter Dinklage's character gets killed. Oh. Yeah. But, and, you know, they're trying to banish it. It's like, so it's, it's like, okay, the book ended up bur catching on fire and burning because this thing just shooting fire at it. Oh, no. And then it's like, so it was gone, but they still had the stone so it could work. Yeah. It's like, oh, this spell is pretty much like a chant, a song and everything. It's like, yes, <laughs> the guy just hands him. It's like, put this in track two because he's a death metal singer. Oh. He has a death metal band. So he starts singing everything and summons Peter Dinklage and everything to kill the monster. So they killed him through a freaking death metal song. And honestly, it was just the best ending of a movie just ever. I I'm just like, I feel like I need to see this now. It is on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Funny thing is, the one who introduced me to it, was my junior RTC instructor in high school. He showed us the trailer. But I didn't watch it until like five years later because I could mm. never find it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm just like scrolling yeah. through because it's going through just like the return of all these video games and everything like that. So it's, you get RPG, you can find RPG through just like anything as well. Let me show you. Okay, so they had they had this booth, this vendor at Colorado Springs Comic Con. They yeah. were an author, um, Jonathan Brooks oh. is the author. Basically, these are stories through the eyes of a dungeon master. Oh, cool. So you have on there. This is the Core of Fear, a paranormal lit RPG dungeon core. Interesting. But, so you get to go through all of this through the eyes of a dungeon master. There were a whole bunch of them and everything. I'm in general just a fan of like horror and stuff like that, or just any kind of fantasy. You gonna roll for initiative? Let's see. Let's see what Hansel we have, gets. We have the Hansel. He's rolling. He's rolling. Oh, twenty. Oh my gosh! Yes. He's like, good, now I get to destroy the world. And it's like, oh, Hansel's gonna, Hansel's just gonna destroy everything. <laughs> Either he's gonna destroy the world, or he's gonna rule it. If I had to guess, he's probably gonna rule it. Oh, yeah. Han Hansel is your guys' new master. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then he just casually sends the microphone like, this is mine now. This is mine. Yeah. It's like, dumb dog, I am your master now. Yeah. What is it? Jamie's <laughs> okay. just like, I will not accept you as my master. You are not a master of mine? Yeah. So, so yeah, there are just a whole bunch of um, different... You can find RPG in pretty much any style just yeah. ever. Different formats, different stuff. You, of course, could play, you know, D&D and RPG on, um, like, Discord. You could play mm -hmm. in person. You can, I was just, you know, you have different programs that you can play with, but sometimes it's fun to just create your own. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, they call it homebrew, right? Yeah. You can create and, your own with it. Yeah. Or you could go off of a story that's already been created. Mm-hmm. And, or you could do a little bit of both, where you're like, hmm, this is cool from the story, but I'm going to make this monster ten times harder to defeat because my... Players are at level 40. And <laughs> uh, they yeah. legit had, our DM had to beef up Strahd because if he would have been kept at it, he would have been one-shotted mm -hmm. by our fighter. Yeah. Because he, he still two-shotted him while I was going after one of our players because she betrayed us. Yeah. Like I was saying in the other episode and everything may have us in a part and end up having us, her betray us. And our characters in general, of course, didn't get along. So I'm just like, I'm going to do something better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. But, uh, it's really fun to play. No, it is not evil or Satan worship or, you know... It, uh, it's not. Summoning actual demons. If we were, that would be very bad and the world would have ended a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Um, well, very bad for everyone else. Anyway. <laughs> not for Hansel. Hansel is the ruler. Yes. But, um... So yeah, it's D and D is very fun to play. Uh, my a lot of different things happen. Uh, where like in my in one of one of the situations with my character in our our campaign. Um, so she, as I mentioned, she's a were tiger. Well, the other members of our party found out that she is susceptible to catnip. <laughs> so. They started making it to where if they wanted me to get something done or if they wanted me to stop interfering with something, they just, like, well, one of them, one of our party members, he has the ability to steal anything from you, and so he, that includes, he could steal being high from me, but he is usually so drunk off his butt that he, it didn't affect him at all, so what he would do is when he wanted me to stop tampering with something, he just take the highness and then give it back to me, and I'd be like, you're such a jerk. Uh, yeah, it was not fun. And then I finally built up an immunity to it. I mean, it was fun, but I'm saying, like, Scarlet, the character, it always annoyed her. 
Uh, and then another character that joined in later, he went and he collected all the catnip. <laughs> and he took it to Oberon, the Fae King, and he got it enchanted to where I could not deny it if I saw it. And it was, like, twice as potent as before. It was chaos. Mm. And it was very fun. But, um, you know, there's just crazy stuff that happens. Uh, it's not always stuff like that, but it is very fun and funny. Though the mechanics can be hard to understand sometimes. Mm -hmm. I prefer the role-playing side of it compared yeah. to the mechanics side of it. Everyone's like, oh, you gotta make sure you do this modifier and this other modifier and times it by this. And, and I'm like, okay, I didn't come here to do math. I came here to have yeah. fun. It's like, I know there's a rule book and everything, but honestly, you really do not have to abide by every single one of those rules. I only have 40 minutes. I know. It's like, we're only at 40 minutes! Ah! Um, yeah. but yeah, you really, and don't be one of those DMs, and especially do not be one of those players to where it's just, oh, you have to abide by these rules completely. Yeah, yeah. Kind of things. You have to be willing to be a little fluid with it, where... It's like, have a gray area. Yeah. And as you're, as the DM, the dungeon master... You have to be open for that. It's like, you can allow stuff. You can be like, no. No. Like, don't let everything go. Otherwise, you know, the story will go by way too quick. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, follow, like, specific rules and everything. Uh, I think mainly during, like, the, um, during the fight scenes. Yeah. It's like if a if a care if one of the players doesn't have multi attack, they can only attack once per turn, mm -hmm. and and that includes also reactions. Sometimes it's like unless they can actually use a reaction on their turn, it's like they just you know sometimes have to suffer the consequence of just like. And there are also some of those DMs to where it's like the players will try to do something and the DM will just be like, are you sure? Yeah. It's like, do you, like, I nearly, they're, they were, like, in the homebrew that we're, that Chris is doing and everything, my character is a fire genasi wizard. She's pretty much an elemental wizard that is specifically fire. And we were going against a lich. Mm -hmm. Like, a pretty powerful lich. Oh, wow. Like, one of, like, and at some of the points our DM, he did some dick moves. Like, one of our players was, she was down. She was rolling death saves. And I tried doing, um mass healing word to actually revive her and the lich was like counter spell no i'm just like are you kidding me and then it's like you know what it got to the point because my wizard found a whole lot of books anytime we go into an area i look for books so i can become 
a more powerful wizard. Yeah. That's why normally for most campaigns, um, your stats can only top out at 20. Yeah. Because of a book I found, my character's intelligence is 25. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's an extra 7 Yeah. to the proficiency and everything <laughs> like that. Um, I also got it to where... Of course, there are a lot of those spells where even if you cast it, it has the chance of hitting your other team members. Yeah. I was able to learn to where I can choose specific people to where no matter what spell I hit, as long as they are willing and they're up, I can make it to where it does not hit them. Cool. So I was casting a lot of Lightning Bolt. Oh, yeah. And everything. <laughs> it took me a while until I realized this is a lich and it's immune to lightning. Oh. Yeah. It has lightning resistance. So I'm just like, are you kidding me? Oh, no. So I'm just like, I'm about to burn this thing down. We were rescuing the princess and we were on a boat and everything. I'm just like, that's it. I'm getting fireball. And the DM's just like, one of your team members down. I'm just like, Crap. yeah. Can we risk losing her? Oh no! No, she was. She's a fighter, so if we took her out, I'd be the one back to causing the most damage. So yeah. it's like, no. I'm already. This is also in this campaign. We've been going on this campaign for maybe six months. Yeah, I've nearly killed people, knocked them out at least three different times. Yeah. Wow. Like I said, because my character is very chaotic neutral. Ah. Just like, I don't care how it gets done, it'll get done. The way I describe her personality, it is a mix between Foamy the Squirrel and Deadpool. <laughs> so, at one point, we were in a cave, and we were dealing with cave dwellers. Mm -hmm. One of our party members, it's like... Oh, I have a bottle of Eversmoke and everything, and opened it up. The demon's just like, these creatures are blind. They couldn't see you anyways. But now you guys are blind, and you can't see them. I'm just like, are you kidding me? So, it was pretty much, and then we also all rolled to see if we actually got out of the cave, and I was the only one to get out of the cave. Yeah. And I had to make the decision. I could let the creatures kill them. And they probably would. Or I can kill the creatures with also the potential of killing my team members. Because at this point, I didn't have that thing to where my spells could... I could, you know, certain players wouldn't get hit by a spell. Yeah. So I cast Fireball twice. Oh, oh right. You told me about this. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, you nearly killed us. I'm just like, but are you dead? <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> it's like, are you dead? It's like, well, no. I'm just like, you're not dead. You're welcome. They're just like, I'm bald. I'm like, you're not dead, though. Yeah. It'll grow back. One of our characters, one of the players was a vampire, so his his stuff was not growing back. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. 
Yeah, so there was there was that. Wow, that is a lot of loud. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. So, it's better than quiet. Yeah. So yeah, there there was that. And now the running joke of everything. Because of course, also at that point after the creatures were dead and everything, I was trying to get the smoke out of there while one of our team members was you know, trying to find the other team member that was down and trying to heal him. Yeah. I was looking for the bottle of every smoke. I found the bottle. Now I'm looking for the cap. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm searching for this for, like, 20 minutes and finally find it and put the cap back on. And the DM's just... The DM at this point, he just has a headache. He's just like, why didn't you just throw it out of the cave. I'm like, my character, because at the time my character's intelligence was 19, I'm like, my character has an intelligence of 19. I don't. <laughs> that's, that's, you shouldn't talk that mean about my co-host. <laughs> I don't like it, but I'm not going to say it's wrong. <laughs> I don't like me it's correct. I'm just like, yeah. So, now he's just, like, he'll have it to where, you know, if it comes to a point to where, you know, we actually have to think of something, the team's just, like, <laughs> Mags, think. Think. Be like Hermione in this situation. What would she do? So, half of this time, it's like, in most times when we're trying to make a decision, everyone's yelling, and I'll have good suggestions and everything, but the other team members are just like, why? I'm just like, just trust me. Yeah. Just like, when we, pre when we um, rescued the princess and we had to get off the boat and everything, and after we blew everything up, after we got off the boat, they're just like, how are we gonna carried the princess is there even enough room on the boat i'm just like i have tensors floating disc and they're just like why should we put her on there and it's like what if she moves i'm like she's unconscious with a spell she's moving yeah just put her on the disc and the team members kept arguing with me and it's like i don't feel safe i'm like she's not moving she's not gonna move yeah and at that point, the DM goes, by the way, she moved. Just kidding, bro. <laughs> but yeah, they're just like, ugh. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, how do we get the princess back to the villa and everything to the house that we technically took over because the master died in a cult execution oh no a cult sacrifice kind of thing oh no for a god that looks like my character oh no <laughs> and they're just like also at one point we were we were at a shop and i was looking through the spells yeah the spell scrolls and i'm just like okay which ones can which ones should i get and that's where i got mass healing word it's like yeah. you know might as well have something that can help people heal and then the other one i found was meteor storm oh i love that spell right can do so much damage yeah. so much like damage. i don't have uh this skill level yet because it's a ninth level spell 
Yeah. And I believe I'm only at 7th level right now. Yeah. For spells. But it'll get there, and by the time we get there, I'm gonna need it. Yeah. To just, like, desolate this. Absolutely. Because even so, I'm pretty sure they take even half damage if they fail. And one of the people is like, you're gonna level out a village. I'm just like, trust me, I need it. What? Meteors, you're gonna destroy everything. I'm just like, I need to take out a god that looks like me. What? I'm just like, oh yeah, I didn't explain that. There, There's kind of a god out there that looks like me. They're like, what? And I'm just like, yeah, we were sort of going against this Croatoans, and um, they were kidnapping people to, you know, place their eggs inside them. And we were trying to get rid of the eggs because, again, they were kidnapping these people and eating them and yeah. planting their eggs in them. So we decided to destroy their eggs, and the last thing the eggs saw were me, and what we didn't realize is we were powering up a god. So um, now the god looks like me. Oh no. It's now in full form, but at first it was just a floating head. The team member's just like, what? I'm just like, trust me, I need this. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Yeah. That's funny. You know, I used it. Um, I love that spell. We, we went to an arena. And I don't remember why we were there. I think I was just training because... I had, in the last battle we had been in, um, I had wanted to blow something up, and I got turned down, and I got, no. I was so mad. I was like, I just wanted to blow it up, and you guys ruined it by making it super complicated. And then, no. uh, it turned out that it would have been better if I had just blown it up in the first place. Anyway, <laughs> um, and so I went to go train at this, uh, arena, and I'm fighting a anti-magic Tarask. And I desolated it to the point that by the end of the battle, the people in the arena told me that I am never allowed to go back again. <laughs> they were like, we get it, you're powerful, don't come back. <laughs> You will destroy us, oh my gosh. Yeah, I had to, like, fix their arena, and... Because, like, I did... So, I started off by... Because outside of a certain radius, I could still use magic. And so I used... Um, I want to say I used acid fog on it. Mm -hmm. and to both blind it and to, you know, start working away at it. And I started, I started fighting it, and, uh, like, I went hand-to-hand -hand with it. I just used vampiric, ton vampiric touch. Yes. And I started going hand-to-hand -hand with this thing. And by the t and it's, like, stumbling and about to die. And I'm like, hmm, wouldn't right now be a really cool time to use Meteor Storm? <laughs> and so I jump full force up into the air, which what sent me like 50 feet up above it. And I cast Meteor Storm, so the meteors are falling on top of it, and then as a finishing move, I fell down from the sky and superhero posed right <laughs> on its face. 
There was there was nothing left. <laughs> it was mass destruction. It was awesome, and I was like, "Now, is how you take care of things." Just <laughs> do it while your other team members are just like, because uh, uh. yeah. that thing can cause up to like. Oh my gosh, it's a lot of damage because it's yeah. like what forty d six. Yeah, thirty was... or forty d six our... plus more. Yeah, our characters are way super okay. <laughs> I mean, we're at the point where literally nothing can does anything anymore. Uh, we don't. How long have you been in this? campaign though okay so the campaign itself i've only been in it for the last two years still two years of they've had it running for four years yeah that's the thing with homebrew is because of just you know how the dm creates it and everything it's like it's great it's an original story and everything it can go for some time like when we were playing curse of stride it only went, like, maybe seven months. Yeah. Because, you know, every once in a while we couldn't, maybe couldn't do an episode. But this was with sessions going yeah. once a week. So, yeah. But I mean, at that point, you're just so far into the story. It's just like... there. I even got to fight. I fought. I wanted, I wanted to fight Tiamat so badly. I was like, I want to fight God! And you were like, no. And I was like, you wanna? And they were like, no. And so Oberon was like, here, you fight me. If you can beat me, then you can go and fight Tiamat. And all my other party members were like, are you insane? She's gonna kill her. And he was like, oh, just, just, just wait. And I was like, okay, you're on. I fought him in his forest. And... I didn't think about how Fae are timeless, so mm-hmm. freezing time did nothing. And I fought him for a good while. I did get some good punches in on him, but he. It was a little bit of the DM bullcrap where I got a couple where it should have leveled him. Mm-hmm. But the DM was like, yeah, no, he's fine. And I'm like, what? No, no, he would not be fine from that. I don't care how old he is. He would yeah. be on the ground going, oh, <laughs> and then maybe he'd get up and be like, okay, let's keep going. But still, but it was, it was really fun because like the trees were moving around us. I got stuck in a tree at some point <laughs> and then I like broke the tree and it, it was it was an intense battle. I ended up one of my party members who also wanted to go fight God, uh, also was really close friends with Oberon in this campaign. He ended up helping me fight him for a little bit, but we still didn't win. And so finally, I was like, fine, because I knew that the DM wasn't gonna let me go and fight Tmat, even though I really wanted to. <sighs> we still haven't fought her. Mm-hmm. But we're in like our we're finally in our end battle right now, and uh, it's getting intense. We had five armies that we had to fight. Three of them got leveled in the first session of the final battle, mm-hmm. and we're 
like me and one other person are already in the um the second almost third ring of the castle that we're storming it's intense but it is so fun yeah so just a little interest in fact and everything of when dungeons and dragons first came out they originally couldn't find a publisher oh so they just published it themselves Mm -hmm. like they started off 150 copies and then eventually bumped that up to a thousand oh nice and apparently it was so hard to find that people just started pirating the the book oh wow and it first started out selling for ten dollars but remember this was back in the early 70s so Mm -hmm. that was actually it's like the price hasn't changed the value of it hasn't changed ten dollars back then for you know for a game yeah it was a bit and like even now it's still like fifty dollars fifty sixty dollars for a campaign but that gets you pretty much everything for the most part unless you go full package yeah then it's a little more up there but you get everything you get the battle maps you get the little the little figurines and everything you get the cards with everything in it um but yeah there was that so i mean hard to find for D. yeah uh i think this is just gonna end up being a little shorter of an episode no, um, it's a normal episode oh is it now it's now at an hour okay good i was gonna say oh my goodness this I don't know what to talk about anymore. Yeah. Like, we have everything. We have our stories and stuff. Um, apparently, also, at some point, um, it was the death and then the resurrection of D&D. So, like, at one point, D&D just, like, went under. Um, so, I mean, the story's not unfil- unfamiliar. A small creative company becomes a large corporate entity and with it becomes a boardroom drama, like Apple, like Steve Jobs, Gary, yeah, was forced out of the company he founded and made successful. Uh, there was legal battles over the next de- decades as TSR would attempt to stop uh, Gygax from creating a competing role-playing game. It was undoubtedly a frustrating full time for Gygax. Um, Luke Gygax, uh, Gary's son, and his father felt anger and disbelief during this period. Like, something like that is just kind of ridiculous. You get kicked out of your own company. Yeah, I mean, in in some situations it's necessary, but typically what it is, is is jealousy in the board. Usually they just decide that... Well, we want it, and we all together have more power than you, so we're going to kick you out now. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. But, um, so yeah, that is a little frustrating and unbelievable when stuff like that happens. But in other situations, it's 100% necessary. Yeah. It's like, okay, look, man, you've made something great, you're doing something great here, but you are, you need to take a step back. You're you're out of line with a lot of things, you just need to. But, like... Take a chill pill, dude. In this instance, it almost seemed to be, like, just one of the semi-downfalls 
Um, but, I mean, after they kicked him out, they tried making these um, CD-ROM uh -huh. uh, games and everything with videotapes, etc. and stuff like that. Though it was exciting, it was also very expensive. Yeah. Um, so they found a unique but ultimately unsound methoding, method of funding it. Random House TSR's distributor paid them for product, not when it was sold to bookstores. But when it arrived at Random House's warehouse, therefore, if TSR shipped a lot of product, Random House would pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, Random House could return product for a refund, but when sales were good, there wasn't a problem. This money could have been used to finance things like a CD-ROM and D&D rules. Of the D&D rules. This structure would lead to overprinting and TSR failing to pay their printer. Because TSR's debt to their printer eventually became quite substantial, the company signed a contract agreeing to print only books with them. The printer, having a monopoly on TSR's business, began to increase their rates. Ah. So, you know, an increase in rates and everything, and eventually... Yeah. Like, but as as we know, it's like, sure, there was a bit of a death, but then it got resurrected with everything. As we all know today, because it is extremely popular. Yes. Like, they're... It came back from the dead! It's back from the dead! <laughs> so, yeah. um, It has been around for 48 years. Nice. That's awesome. Um, And there's so much with it. Like, there has gone into so much with it. With, like, the battle maps and the figurines and... And different items that you can yeah. use, and different characters, and different bad guys you can fight, and creatures, and... And how even no matter what, even if people are playing the same campaign, it can be just completely different stories mm-hmm. of just all of it. <laughs> like, a funny thing with it, when we were doing Curse of Strahd, because I played a rogue, mm-hmm. and my rogue, like, it's gold. Mm-hmm. Loved it's gold. And it was pretty much just this, like, riddle that this ghost jester was telling us and everything. Yeah. We found these gems were thrown into a fire. It created a portal, and it would, you know, transport us somewhere. Yeah. And the jester was saying it's like, go to my grave and everything. There's a whole bunch of... <laughs> Whole bunch of jewels and everything and gold and stuff like that. Toll riches for all. And I'm just like, I want it! So we're going there! Mm-hmm. So we go. And we end up in this place and there's a whole bunch of coffins there. And then all of a sudden, you know, things started coming out of the coffins. It was just a whole bunch of baby vampires and stuff. So we hook them out and everything. And next thing you know, a person comes upstairs. They're just like, what did you do? I'm just like, where's the gold? And they're like, what are you doing in my shop? I'm just like, what? They're just like, 
He's just like, you destroyed my coffins in my shop. I'm just like, you should be thanking us, honestly, because there were vampires in here and they could have killed you, but we took care of them. He's just like, get out. I'm just like, any kind of a out. I'm just like, okay, okay. We didn't get transported to a tomb or anything. We got transported outside of town. Oh, no. <laughs> and they're just like, what did you do? Yeah. I'm just like, hey, you guys listen to me. Mm -hmm. So honestly, this is your fault. <laughs> and they're just like, we were in the castle. Now we have to go back. It's like, where are we? It's like, oh, you're in this town. About four days away from the castle. I'm just like, sorry. <laughs> they're just like, oh my god. Oh. I'm just like, sorry. Uh, we didn't even get called out of it. I'm just like, ah. yeah. I'm just like, my bad, my bad. It happens, but yeah. Uh, are we wanting to wrap it up there then? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty right. sure we can. Oh no, what else? I mean, we're gonna find a way to eventually get um another special guest and everything um eventually um we'll find out what we're doing next week we can do quite a bit of evolution of again we've done video games movies and now dnd dnd and rpgs so i don't know what else is there i don't know we can figure something out we could do i would say specific video games because this person has like a vast knowledge of specific video games but again yeah. one of the video games they have a vast knowledge of we've already talked about it's the resident evil video games yeah they are actually just as a filler in there we have a friend um it's ryan brewer and he is pretty much a movie maker. He makes fan movies and everything. He recently made, what is it, a vampire movie? He made a vampire movie, too. What kind of movie was it? I don't know. I don't know. It was like, I, don't, I don't know what she's talking about. He's, ma he's made a movie and everything. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that he had. I, yeah. I'm, I'm only newly friends with Ryan Brewer. So. Yes. Um, But he is making um a fan-made movie, Resident Evil movie. Mm. Yes. So this person with vast knowledge of stuff is playing Leon Kennedy. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I auditioned for that movie. I didn't get the part. Oh, well. Mm. I'm still going to watch it because Resident Evil. Like, mm. honestly. But yes, yeah, so this person is going to be in that movie. They have vast knowledge of other things. We'll eventually find a way to get them on the show. Okay. We'll get right. you on the show. But be for fun. Until then. Thank you guys for watching, please. Or watching. Listening. Thank you for listening. Watching our voice. Yes. Please um, visit our Patreon, our Facebook. Oh my house, you're fired. No. You can't. Fire us! This is our show! I can't fire you. I'm married to you. I can fire you. I won't allow it. But though. I was never hired.
You want a dove? I. That's Would a you trap. Like a dove? That's, that's a trap. trap. That's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. We're not done yet. We still have to but, say our goodbyes. Rest you get out of my house. You. Our Spotify, our RSS, our stuff, um, our stuff, sorry. our Facebook page, Nerds of the Night on Facebook. Give us some suggestions, some stories, whatever, and and come visit us at Black Hills Con. Yes. And sorry for the yelling at the end. It always seems to happen that way. This episode has been like 90% yelling. You're trespassing. She is not. I broke her. These people. Oh. There are people in there. I was invited inside. Yeah, who do you think you're talking to? You think you're talking to some mystical online entity? No, I have a bunch of small people trapped inside of this microphone. You've got who's in there? Yeah. He's got who's in there? Oh my gosh. uh, I'm more like a what? No. Get out. (laughs) I'm a why. You're, yeah, you're a when. Yeah. Actually, no, you're a how. I am. Oh. You're a how. So, yes. Um, do all of that stuff and everything. Come see us. You might see what we actually look like. Probably mm-hmm. not because we will be in cosplay. So. It will just me, be me cosplaying as both of them. <laughs> that, it, I'm imagining like at the end of um, Alvin and the Chipmunks with the Chipettes, the guy coming out with the, where, having the sock puppets on his hand. No, it's gonna be no. It's gonna be, it's gonna be that thing where I'm wearing like half and half outfit. Ah, uh, like Two Face. Yeah, so I like turn one side. It's like, hi, I'm Jay, and then I turn the other side. Of the, hi, I'm Ashley, and really, I'm Nerds of the Night. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy if it was <laughs> one person? <laughs> Surprise! It's me. <laughs> so yes, um, and then of course is. Anything we're always, uh, you can always email us at nerds of the night 42. Don't do it though. Com. Don't do it though. It'll be be just me responding. He doesn't have access to them. <laughs> be very afraid. Be very, very afraid. And as not- always, <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. We'll see you later. We'll see you in the next episode. And as always, stay nerdy, my friends. Go, my house.